0: Critic Christy Lemire says This film is extremely earnest And more than a little corny But there's an innocence about it That makes it kinda irresistible J-Boy R of the Orlando Sentinel Calls it the best live-action movie musical Since Little Shop of Horrors And Letterboxd user MaryAnnK01 says It's unfortunate that she was not a teenage girl in 1992 If she was... She would have single handedly saved this film from flopping. On this episode of Ruined Childhoods, we decide the fate of Newsies. Which
1: one will it be? It's the Ruined Childhood Podcast. Greetings, starfighters. Welcome to Ruined Childhoods. This is Dan here with my brother, literally, John. How's it going, John? <laughs> you know,
0: okay, before we start... I'm doing fine, thank you. Before we started recording, uh, we were discussing uh, a, a situation in which... Dan has something that I could benefit from. And I said, hook a literal brother up. And I th- I think that that's just stuck in your head a little bit. So, uh, yes, I am Dan's literal brother. <laughs> I didn't think that anybody would think otherwise when you said that I was your brother. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, it's true. I, I, I figured I'd throw that in there, you know. So that's how that's how it is. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're here to do what we do. Let's talk about some classic movies and and whatever, just movies in general and talk about their their potential in the reboot, remake, sequel, prequel, spinoff, adaptation, what have you universe. Speaking of. Quick, this is quick. No, it's fine. Go ahead. I meant to mention this last time, but I just want to shout out and also, I guess, put the call out there um, uh, about the sequel to Heat. Oh, Michael Mann's Heat 2, the novel. And this is like it's it's one of those things that we might recommend on on this show And uh, I have not had a chance to read the book yet. I would like to. And uh, I'm curious, first of all, if anyone's uh, read it, please, uh, you know, kind of check in. Let us know uh, how it is. Uh, Email us at ruinedchildhoodspod at gmail.com. Heat is not a movie that we've discussed. No, 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 no. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking about
0: the movie Heat and how it ends and I'm just like kind of taking mental stock of like okay who do we got all right what's going on and I've I've seen it somewhat recently and I think I still need a a rewatch to refresh my memory fully on uh, what it would be and I don't even know if the if Heat 2 picks up where Heat 1 left off or what the story is so, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Heat is a really fascinating movie,
1: it, you know. You know, Heat
0: is it? Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'll say that's the one where it was kind of like made there was such a big deal made of like De Niro and Pacino sharing the screen, like not just in the same movie, yeah. but like in the same scene,
1: right? Because, of yeah. course, they had been in the same film before Godfather 2. Right notably but had not shared the screen and you know I remember it, like I remember when it came out I remember going to see it and I I feel like I don't know if I was disappointed when I originally saw it if I was a bit overwhelmed by it um but I feel like it's one of those movies that I don't think it got its due. I don't think I don't remember it being talked about with the respect and reverence that it's talked about now. And I I don't think it quite landed at the time the way that it has really kind of settled in and and become a, I think a lot of movies from that year, sorry just to kind of sidebar here, <laughs> but a lot of Movies from that year, 1995, that have really held up and have really shown that, like, you know, how good they are, weren't necessarily recognized in the, you know, end of the year awards. Heat was not a Best Picture nominee. I don't remember it being nominated. It might've been nominated for like editing sound design or whatever, but I don't remember it being, you know, really like a big Oscar contender. And when we think back to 1995, it's one of those movies that we really like, it it kind of defines that year. And it's one of the classics seven being another.
0: Yeah. You know, and I think that uh, for heat, that's one where it kind of was as kind of the movie is a bit of a slow burn where, you know, I think that, you know, because the year before we had Pulp Fiction. And I think that when we think about these kind of like crime movies, uh, you know, we're kind of in this phase in the like mid nineties, like early to mid nineties, where the like independent you know the rise of the independent movie becoming the more prominent uh and getting the most recognition uh you know especially speaking of things like reservoir dogs and uh well, pulp fiction another
1: 1995 film usual suspects
0: usual suspects also exactly so i think that uh ones like heat with a lot of your more known uh actors uh you know your legacy actors yeah. maybe were weren't getting the attention that you would expect them to get by putting a movie out like that. But now we, you know, it has kind of stood the test of time in terms of its quality and, you know, I and it's
1: one that people come back to. So it reminds yeah. me of Shawshank in that respect where uh-huh. it's, it's one that has really just, it's just over time worn those grooves into the zeitgeist and has it's like a sunday afternoon movie it's one of those right. like oh if i'm flipping through channels and heat is on i'm watching it or if i'm looking for something to have on while i'm getting stuff done on a sunday after like heat is on
0: i don't know the heat is on i don't know um, if i would put,
1: i don't know if i would put on
0: heat i wouldn't if put I'm shawshank like on doing something else shawshank i would put on because i feel like shawshank uh, you know you kind of feel the rhythms of the movie oh, going yeah, on where yeah. I feel like with heat you, it requires you to pay a little bit more attention and I think that heat is also one where the more you watch it the more nuances you find that that's might a, not necessarily uh, be there in Shawshank. Uh,
1: all right, yeah, no, no, that that's a that that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, Thanks. You know, I just like the gunfights and when the things go boom. <laughs>
0: Yeah. See, that's the thing. I don't like those things as much. I much prefer the character moments. You know, Robert De Niro in the diner having conversations oh, well, and you yes. know,
1: like stuff well, like that. No, actually, I'll, no, when I'm talking about the things go boom, I'm talking about Pacino. When, oh, yeah, when, of course. Hey, she's got a great ass. I, oh, my God. I, it is like, it is quality, like... I love the the mid 90s screamy Pacino movies. I did not appreciate them at the time, but I I really do enjoy watching some of them when he goes all out. I can't like Scarface, I know we've talked about before. That's that one's a bit overwhelming. I'll take a devil's advocate over most things. Yes. Devil's Advocate is fantastic. Yeah. So good. You got
0: like fantastic Keanu in there. You have early Charlize Theron. Oh Keanu uh, doing an accent. So good. Oh. oh yeah. The southern the southern. Yeah.
1: Yes, Keanu doing an accent, which man, I don't know that Keanu has ever pulled off an accent. I feel like Keanu is at his best when he's just like he's natural yeah. in terms of accents. Yeah. Totally. Yes. So Dan, I got a question for you. What? What's the last movie you've seen? Last movie I've seen, <laughs> Newsies. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Was aside your... from Newsies, oh, what? what's Was the last movie? Aside from Aside from Newsies, um, uh, oh, let's see. I mean, I really, I only like get a chance to watch things when I'm, you know, like doing chores and things like that. So I'll be watching things on my on my phone, and. You know, I don't remember, excuse me, I don't remember really? the last thing um, other than news. Why? What's what's the last movie you saw? As you clear your throat or <clears> throat> do whatever you got to do. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Pardon
0: me. Uh, the, you know, last night I watched, this is Spinal Tap, uh, and, you know, just because it's great. It's just so good. Yes. Love that movie. It's, yes. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie. Uh, You know, I've been thinking a lot about, um, you know, directors' first films, you know, directors who have come to prominence, and not to say that Rob Reiner was a nobody when he directed This Is Spinal Tap. Certainly, he had a full acting career and comes from, you know, uh, writing, directing, comedy royalty, but uh, This Is Spinal Tap, you know, it's his first movie that he's directed, and it's it's wonderful. It's so and good, and he doesn't
1: make it like he's you know like some you know Hollywood. He really does make. It, I mean, even to, to the point of taking on the persona of what Marty Debergi is. That yeah, mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Oh man, this is Spinal Tap is is great, and that you talked about it. And it's one of those that's kind of always on my. I could put this on uh, totally. That's one that you could put on when you're doing laundry
0: for yes. sure oh, because absolutely. the music is great when you glance up and you see them
1: and something funny is going on and you just enjoy it in that moment well yeah and you know you know the points where you want to you want to look up when harry shearer is stuck in the pot that's,
0: that's the exact thing i was thinking about yes. when i was saying that
1: oh yes. my god
0: it's so funny and you know one of the things that i i really appreciate that about that movie is like you know you can hear the live performance in those moments, you can tell that it's not just like a pre-recorded track that there's a, like, and when he's in that pod and he's not able to play the bass because he's trying to get out, you don't hear the <laughs> bass and then you kind of see him go back to it. And it's like not perfect. And he's, you see the other guys looking at him like what is going
1: on? I uh, It's so, so funny. And they're just all so good. Yeah. Like, I mean that t- the kind of talent that you have in uh, in the Christopher Guest films in general, and I think someone posted something. It was Fred Willard's birthday r- recently, oh, and they posted yeah. like you know a tribute. and It was just like all of these like quotes from all of the Christopher Guest movies. But you think about him and and Jane Lynch, John Michael Higgins, uh, uh, what's his Michael Hitchcock, who pops yeah. up in the first episode of A League of Their Own, uh huh. It, like, you, they're so good. And those three especially. Well, share also, you
0: in. know, with with Fred Willard and This is Spinal Tap, I was listening a little bit more closely to the things that he's saying. And, you know, he's just kind of riffing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, as he's kind of bringing them over to where they need to be and he's just like, you know, if you ever see come across an act uh, out of, like, and he mentions some, like, restaurant or hotel, and it's called Four Jacks and a Jill, <laughs> and it's just like, wow, that is exactly the kind of thing that you could hear him saying in any of the other movies, essentially, <laughs> yes. and it's just like, oh, my God, it's perfect. Yes. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, then the latest movie that you saw is Newsies.
1: Yes, that's the... The latest mo- I'm really, I'm, I'm really trying to- oh, you know what? I, I did watch, uh, the last movie I watched while I was, uh, doing my little, my little hubby chores, uh, I did watch Escape from LA over, did you? over, the course of a few sessions. Yes, I did. I had never really seen it before or I'd seen part of it and was like, when I watched it, I just kind of dismissed it as like, this is stupid but I, I turned it on and I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood to watch something that's just basically John Carpenter and Kurt Russell having a lot of fun. That's yeah. What it you is. got you got Steve Buscemi.
0: Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah.
1: You got Buscemi is is in it. Um with Stacy Keach. Oh, Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach. Is in there. Yep. Um Oh geez. Oh who else is uh Does he
0: surf while
1: shooting a gun? Oh, is that a thing Peter that happens? Oh, with Peter Fonda. Yes. Peter Fonda, great. Yes. This they have a surfing scene and like the effects are are like awful. Like the surfing in this looks like the surfing in Back to the Beach. Uh Oh, wow. Like like the Frankie Avalon surfing. No. I mean the effects are the effects are bad, but it's like you just don't care. It's campy. Yeah. Oh, and it's I I it's funny because now, yeah, I'm glad I remember because I was thinking about it. Snake Pliskin, like, has the worst. He has, like, no comebacks. He has no <laughs> witty lines. Like, someone will say something, like, you know, Snake, you're a real piece of shit. And he'll just be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so what if I am, you know, it's I... Like, but it's great, and I love the way Kurt Russell plays. It's like Kurt Russell doing Clint Eastwood, some type of post-apocalyptic Clint Eastwood, and it, it, it's a lot of fun, especially when you know that Kurt Russell's also like, you know, the dad in Overboard and Overboard. Okay, all
0: right. So let me ask you this question. Kurt yeah. Russell. Uh, so when Kurt Russell was really young, he was a Disney kid, Yep. And uh, and appeared in a bunch of, like, Disney movies to the point that uh, Walt Disney's last words were Kurt Russell. Because – did you not know this? No. He, he was essentially saying, like, that's the kid. Like, that's the kid. You know, like, Kurt Russell. That's the
1: one. And, I bet you Walt uh, was imagining Snake Plissken.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing I was wondering is just, like, what do you think Walt Disney would say about the direction of Kurt Russell's career? Just a, you know, just kind of funny.
1: I mean, you know, yeah. That's it. I mean, but then there's the Santa Claus movies he does on Netflix with Goldie Oh, on absolutely. So, so um, who really knows yeah, so what I, Walt would say?
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at the, um, uh, in the five decades since Walt Disney's death from lung cancer, a periodically recurring urban legend persists. Okay. That the animation mogul's dying words were Kurt Russell. Uh, I've heard this for years from a lot of different places. I don't know if it's necessarily urban legend, but
1: uh, I mean, if it is, it's it's a fun urban legend. Like <laughs> it's great. I can't believe so I've never good. heard that before. That's
0: I'm surprised awesome. that you never
1: heard of that. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but
0: um, Walt Disney, you know, the legacy lives on, and especially uh, a big resurgence in the '90s, and then you have uh, movies like Newsies come up. That uh, maybe didn't live up to the uh, the standards of the um, the House of the Mouse, but it <laughs> lives on it. In yeah, infamy.
1: but you know what uh, Disney did with it. What Disney does, and and they they turned it around. And they figured out a way to make it to to make it work. But that's <laughs> well, I think that that came in time.
0: I think that it's a real yeah. heat situation, and that like you know people figured it out later. And uh, kind of worked for them in that way.
1: It's less a heat situation, I think, and more of a, uh, I don't know, the most, the, the example I can think of is way more specific, but a, um, like, I... I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane, a line that became a line in that movie, Snakes on a Plane, because as soon as fans heard that Samuel L. Jackson was in a movie called Snakes on a Plane, that was the line everyone w- imagined and and on, you know, was posting on the, you know, whatever AOL, whatever it was then. <laughs> When that movie came out, so I think it was. I so I think anyway, we're we're kind of uh, you know kind of starting at the end of the story here. But uh, Newsies, a 1992 movie, had a uh, was not successful as a film, and was revived as a Broadway musical. Uh, which was much better received, but I think that came after y- years and years. You know, uh, however many years, uh, you know, twenty years, fifteen years. Ah, the musical premiered in September two thousand eleven, September twenty fifth two thousand eleven. Okay. Uh, at, in uh, at the Paper Mill Playhouse in Milburn, New Jersey, right near where we grew up. Yeah. So, a hop skip and a jump. And it played on Broadway. It started March 29th, 2012 and then closed August 24th, 2014. Uh so it was successful. It moved to the West End. There's tours. I I, I remember don't... I remember seeing
0: a uh, you know a, a performance of one of the songs during the macy's thanksgiving day parade of, probably of, that you
1: know it's like that's that's exactly what that's for yes yeah yes exactly so uh you've got and and you could watch it on disney plus like it's it's right the recording the it's it's there yeah. you watch the musical uh you can watch the the movie as well yeah uh so
0: going back to 1992 you know here's here i am a nine year old kid, this movie was exactly for my demographic. You know, uh, a nine year old suburban white boy uh, that's that lives close to New York, but not so close that uh, i'm I'm actually an urban boy. I'm a suburban boy. And I remembered seeing this movie in the theater. um maybe it was with our mother or uh friends of the family i i've i feel like it was either our mom or our past guest uh jeff rubin's mother meryl and um meaning that jeff was probably also there and our brother scott was probably with us too uh who would have been well i don't know exactly what month what month did this come out i'm just gonna ask you because you probably know
1: uh came out in april of 1992
0: okay so, like a Spring uh, Break
1: movie, not Spring Break from college, of course.
0: Yeah, so I'm so I'm 9, Scott is 10. Um we are we're living it up, we have no responsibilities and uh everything's great. And here we are going to see Newsies. and not that I ever retained any of the songs or even the plot, but it was just fun and the dancing was great and like I don't know. There was just like a fun energy to it. It was kind of like uh, it had like a hook kind of energy to a lot of the things going on where you have these kids who each have their own distinct quirk. And, you know, there's slingshots and there's, you know, uh, kids kicking adults in the butt and making them fall over. And, you know, those kind of shenanigans like that was. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. The early 90s. So many shenanigans, it was wonderful, and uh, yeah. So, when I heard that it like, didn't do well, because I mean, when I was nine, I wasn't paying attention to you know box office takes and stuff like that, yeah, and I wasn't weren't. reading uh, you know, Siskel Premier. or Ebert. <laughs> uh, what's that?
1: I was like, Premiere,
0: <laughs> well, I wasn't reading Premiere, no. uh, you know, I you wasn't had, reading it when Premier. I was nine. Right, but you were reading it when you were, what, you know, 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, Anyway, sorry.
1: So so back to Newsies. So
0: anyway, to me, it just was like, oh, yeah, everybody loves Newsies. Because everybody that was in my age group loved Newsies where I lived, where I grew up. And so to hear that it, like, didn't do that well. And then also, you know, later in life when, you know, you meet people – in your same age range from other parts of the country or world, then, you know, of course, everybody gravitated towards newsies. So, but, you know, uh, child ticket prices, I guess, are a little bit lower. (laughs) You know, it's maybe a lot of, like, home video sales and rentals and things like that. So, uh, anyway, it's... I, I feel like this movie is maybe a little different for me than it would be for a lot of other people because I do have that nostalgia factor.
1: Yeah. You see, not me. Right. Cause you were slightly older. Five years. Just... Yeah. It makes
0: a big difference. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause uh, let's see five years. Yeah. Well, okay. 1992. What were you into? What was I, I like? let's see in April, let's see April, 1992. Uh, I remember going to see The Babe, the movie where John Goodman played Babe Ruth. Sure, I remember um, that. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is we're talking like less than a year later. I'm going by myself to see The Crying Game, in a in a Correct. theater like as soon as I possibly can. So, so yeah, Newsies was not my cup of tea. Like this was when I was. I think on the cusp of discovering, I was getting into more serious films. This was more See, Dan,
0: I I was into Hair Jordan, the Bugs Bunny-Michael Jordan collaboration, and you were into Neil Jordan.
1: Oh, damn. Oh, that was good. Thanks. Uh, Moving on. But yeah, no no no. When I think about 1992 and I think about just like how far on the other side of the scale was the were the movies I was going to see, like Raising Kane, Unforgiven. Uh I'm I'm trying to How'd remember. How did you like Raising was? Kane when you were uh, I you know? loved Raising a Kane. <laughs> I loved it. John that show, it was crazy. I haven't seen it in a long time, but man, uh I don't think I appreciated it, but I've also been getting back. I've been like getting into Brian De Palma recently, but oh, another story for another time. Uh, yeah. So Newsies wasn't uh, wasn't my thing. Wasn't my bag, baby, as Austin Powers would say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let
0: you take a break from talking and I'm going to do a little synopsis, okay? Oh,
1: and a great I'm going to let you do a little bit
0: of a hard reset on the old brain. Okay, you ready? Okay, I got double thumbs up. At the end of the 1900s, trouble was afoot on the streets of New York City. No, it wasn't gangsters or horse thieves. It was unfair labor practices between newspaper tycoon Joseph Pulitzer, and the young men and boys who worked the streets selling his papers. These kids, colloquially referred to as newsies, decided to fight back by going on strike. Really, true story. And much like a newspaper, we see it all unfold in this 1992 live action musical. At the core of the strike is Jack Kelly, who dreams of moving to Santa Fe as he runs from the truth of his troubled family story. Jack is the hero to all of his peers and makes quite the impression on David and Les, the new kids on the Newsy scene. They're selling papes to help support the family after their father was fired from his job. Jack also catches the eye of their sister, Sarah. Ooh la la. But things begin to work out for the newsies once they get the attention of Brian Denton, who decides to cover the story of the strike in his newspaper. But this draws unwanted attention for Jack, who is on the run from a Center for Juvenile Delinquents that is inhumane, that has inhumane practices. And just as Pulitzer begins to sweat, the law catches up with Jack. Will he escape from the firm grasp of the law? Will he ever get to Santa Fe? Find out in Act 3 of Newsies. So I'm just going to do a little bit of a cast rundown. Christian Bale is Jack Kelly. Uh, we all love uh, seeing Christian Bale singing and dancing. And um, you know, we all we all know what what what's come of that guy. Uh, one of the one of the greatest we have, uh, David Moscow is David Jacobs. David Moscow you'd remember as uh, the younger version of Tom Hanks in Big. Um, then we have Luke Edwards as his little brother Les. Uh, Brian Denton is played by Bill Pullman, who's just delightful. He is kind of in that perfect Bill Pullman era where everything is Bill Pullman. All the time, and then we've got Anne Margaret as uh, Jack's like uh, f- adult friend, who is a kind of a vaudeville
1: performer, burlesque dancer, kind of. I she reminded me of like there's the character in Oliver. That's like right. She's like this. I don't I don't think she's a singer. I think she just like sings songs in Oliver, but she's like she's like the bar wench with the heart of gold and yeah, she's she. You I feel know, like she's Anne Margaret was the Disney version of that. Right, exactly.
0: Uh Robert Duvall plays Joseph Pulitzer. Uh and then let's see, who else do we have? Max Casella is one of the kids. Um mm-hmm. Who else do we have here? I know there's probably some other uh oh, you know, so familiar
1: you got faces. Kevin Tig, or um I, I, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Kevin Tig, who's Mr. Snyder, he's the um the warden of the the boys oh, home. Oh yeah. And you would recognize him I mean, from Lost uh he played Locke's father. Right, uh, unlost. He's in. He's one of my favorite baseball movies. Eight Men Out. He's mm-hmm. um, one of the guys who like rigs the the nineteen nineteen World Series. He's the following year after Newsies. He's in School Ties. Oh right. Oh, I think he he's the coach, right? In School Ties. Yes, he's likable. I know he plays a yes. likable character in School Ties because it's like, oh, that guy usually plays a dick, but he's, right he's likable. You see him in what's eating Gilbert Grape. He is he's in stuff. You just see him. I mean also in it it's is, in a roadhouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he's the he's the guy who like hires Dalton in that. Yeah. So, um Michael Lerner who I I think had just been nominated for an Academy Award for Barton Fink. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, when, uh when this came out, he plays uh, Mr. Weasel. Right. Who they all call Mr. Weasel and not going to lie, thought that was a little anti-Semitic. <laughs> I mean, well, it's you the, know, the same, they, it's
0: the same joke that they do in frozen with somebody with the same name. Yeah, and, no, I, yeah, that's, that's,
1: yeah. no, that's, that's true. It's true. Uh Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, Barton Fink, uh blank check, Radioland murders, road to Wellville. I, uh, He's just been he's been in everything
1: yeah you you definitely would recognize him if you saw him and he's like uh in Barton Fink he's the the studio head uh who hires Barton Fink he's wonderful.
0: yeah, he has that Coheny look
1: yeah. yeah yes uh also Jeffrey DeMunn, uh who you'd know from uh from The Walking Dead. Oh, He's yeah. Dale in, in The Walking Dead, among other things. Very, very familiar. And Deborah Lee Furness, an Australian actress who is married to an Australian actor, Hugh Jackman. Really? Deborah Lee Furness plays Esther Jacobs, uh, the the mother of oh. David and, and the siblings. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay yeah, so I okay. think those are those are the people that you know generally would be familiar to people. Uh Gabriel Damon who plays Spot Conlin who's like the the Brooklyn he's the boss of Brooklyn. Oh yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn's here. Uh RoboCop it's 2 Brooklyn. fans would recognize him. He's like the kid like crime lord. He's got a great look to him. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I guess I could see him being like a young Kurtwood Smith type
1: of, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, more. Yeah. I mean, I, it's been a long time since I've seen Robocop too. But if I remember, well, like, no, no re- not that he's not that he's playing an
0: actual young Kurtwood Smith, but like no. you know, he's got that like menace, like kind of a bit of a menacing look to him. I, but I, you know, precocious kid with a slingshot, totally up his alley.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely! Like, like born to play that role. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So I think that the, I think that's everyone in the cast. And of course, the director is Kenny Ortega, who um, I think like who, High School
0: Musical, a bunch of those like kind of musicy, dancey kind of
1: things. Disney, just yeah, the Disney things. But he also he choreographed. So he was he was a choreographer. Uh, he choreographed Dirty Dancing. Among others, like dance sequences in Ferris Bueller's uh, Pretty in Pink, saying Almost Fire. He also directed Hocus Pocus, though I don't see Hocus Pocus two on here. Uh, But yeah, all the rest of this is Disney. Uh, Yeah, like the like Descendants, not to be confused with the like Alexander Payne film Descendants with George Clooney. No, this one's about like the children of Disney villains. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, no, Kenny Ortega, but this was his first film, uh, and so it, nice, nice that it, that it kind of. Oh, he was also the choreographer for Two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, so newsies,
0: so newsies. So Dan, what were your impressions I, oh. on this watching
1: of newsies? Um. So, I guess. I I, so I watched it in sections, watched like the first hour and 15 minutes or so with my family. So like with my eight year old. Uh and what'd she think? That was fun. She was like she liked it. I she liked it. She liked it enough that she didn't like start doing other things Uh uh-huh during it. Um and I don't know. I think I just kind of like when it was time to kind of pick it up again and watch it again. I was kind of like. Eh. Didn't have the same effect. Yeah. Like it was yeah. fun to watch it with her because it's like um, I it was almost like I wanted to enjoy it, but felt like I could enjoy it more vicariously through her. Got it.
0: See, I think that when I was watching it, I kind of, like, let myself slip into the mindset of, like, the world of that type of movie where it's, like, the singing and dancing.
1: Well, and I and I was going to ask, like, if you were able to kind of reconnect to that feeling of, like, what no, it was like seeing in the theater. No, I don't think so because I don't really remember
0: anything about... About the movie, I don't remember any of the songs or anything like that. I, you know, of course, like clips resurface and get shared around if it's, you know, juxtap- a juxtaposition of Christian Bale then versus him in like American Psycho or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and I was say
1: rescue Don. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. So um, no, it's just a lot of clips of um, of of him in Newsies and then him in Vice as Dick Cheney. No. uh, So anyway, it's, uh, it was a lot of fun for me to watch, but it wasn't like, I, I don't know. I guess I looked at it and I was thinking a lot about movies now that kind of have that same kind of feeling. And I'm thinking, and I know it's already been a long time, but you know, there are the movies like High School Musical and whatever, but uh, and and I don't know. I just don't know if that's really so much of a thing anymore. And I think that one of the things that was really cool about Newsies is that, you know, it did take place a hundred years in the past, essentially. And uh, it is capturing New York at a very different time. And I just don't know if there are those types of like, you know, fun period pieces anymore for kids. Exactly. You're shaking your head.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I am shaking my head because I, I would say they're few and far, far between. And I'm even trying to think of. Of one that would be similar to newsies. Like I was thinking about little women, but that's not like necessarily for kids the way newsies. is. Uh, I was thinking, Oh, uh, there was another one that came to mind that was. Oh, never mind that. No, that. Was I mean, set. you know,
0: we have movies like the the latest West Side Story, for example, and it's like, I think that that's close. Uh there, it's still people who are are still a little bit older. Um,
1: but that's not. Know. It's that's that's not. I I don't like. That's not the same vibe. Like, maybe something like. Pitch
0: Perfect although that's like contemporary songs. It's uh, contem-
1: yeah and and the humor is there's more like adult more humor. Adult. Like that's one thing about this is there's really nothing too objectionable about it. It's right. very dickensian. It's very like you know speaking of Oliver Twist and you know all the well, boys. Yeah. Yeah, Charles in the-
0: Dickens in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically basically so uh, yeah you know i'm trying to think of of anything recent like this uh even even stuff that's like on the disney channel mhm or sorry disney plus
0: sure uh, it's fine
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> old school the disney channel i forget which square that was on the big brown remote control uh let's see well, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's anyway. So, so then I guess is that is that the uh, I it, is that the way to re like kind of revive Newsies is not necessarily to like make another Newsies film, but kind of like find another story, find like find another story I think to so. tell. I mean,
0: here's the thing. The, like, you know, 1899 Newsboys strike of New York or whatever. Like, who thought that that would have made a good movie for kids that would be a musical? Like, I think that that was just, you know, dumb luck that that ended up becoming something that people ended up really clinging on to. I mean, it's uh, taking a a piece of history and giving it a... A different kind of spin and and a really fun storyline that, that you can attach to it. And uh, I don't know, I'm sure that, you know, I, there's, there's lots of great stories of these things that certainly people don't really remember <laughs> that have happened over the course of time that, you know, can be fun uh, for kids. I think that because this is a story about kids, you're able to really I don't know, tap something different.
1: Um, right. It, it, it's it's also, it's it's really tricky because you're also like, in this, they're kind of taking child labor and, and I don't want to say making light of it because I don't think I, that's what they're doing. But, you know, it, it's fodder for a musical and, you know, the right. exploitation of youth. You, you can't do that about, you know, like, child soldiers in the Sierra Leone. No, 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 no. But I think that also something with this is that,
0: you know, yes, it is children working, but also it's it's really more about the community of these kids and the camaraderie.
1: Well, also the advocacy and... Yeah. So, uh... Anyway, um...
0: I'm gonna edit that out so you could just pick up wherever
1: you were leaving off. Okay. Advocacy. Sorry, he's yeah. He just kind of had a little. Woo. He's good. Um, yeah. No, there's a lot about newsies. Um, you know, I like there's a. I I feel like they do a really good job of bringing out the positive message about you know loyalty to your friends, being true to yourself. Yeah. Um. Also. I gotta call this out, and musical theater people, you know what I'm, you know what I'm gonna bring up here. Uh, so we have the song Santa Fe in in this, which is not my favorite song in Newsies, and you know it's it's a nice moment for Jack. It's just you know not a great song, but then just a few years later, in Rent. There's another song called Santa Fe. Mm. It sounds very different, and I, I I I like the one in Rent better. But I have to wonder. I have to wonder how is it these two things that, and I you know Jonathan Larson could have very well been working on Santa, uh, could have been working on Rent when Newsies came out. Sure. Yeah. So I I don't know. I wonder. I'm curious. Okay. Uh, well, you know, while we're
0: on that subject, uh, it should be noted that the music is by Alan Menken, who uh, certainly has uh, written his fair share of memorable and iconic music. I, you know. He's been well, doing, you know, the the Disney grind for decades and decades. I, th- I
1: think Little Mermaid was his the first Disney one. Uh, you know, t- talking about a remake that's been making headlines. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, let's see. He did. I mean, Little Shop well, of Cars, okay. and that was. With, just gonna also with Howard Ashman, yeah. uh, the late Howard Ashman. Right. Yeah, so Little
0: Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas, Hunchback, Hercules, uh Tangled um and I think recently, you know, won some awards for even like the Tangled like the series on Disney Plus. Um yeah, so and then continued on to do a lot of these and and kind of helping adapt them to be maybe more you know Broadway friendly Mm -hmm. so you know continues to to do the Disney thing
1: I mean it it seems to work for
0: him but what a career starting pretty much starting off with Little Shop
1: I I, I mean yeah was that his first
0: uh that was the first thing where he was credited as a songwriter the first film where he's credited as a songwriter
1: Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, in terms of of musicals, what had he done before Little Shop? But you, I mean, you look at at his body of work. I mean, you've got Beauty and the Beast, the first animated film to ever be nominated for Best Picture.
0: You've so, got- uh sorry, um, mm-hmm. Little Shop of Horrors off Broadway, West End, then Broadway. So that was in 1982. Um, Anything before that? It's God bless you, Mr. Rosewater. Oh. And then before that, there was Dear Worthy Editor. One of the... Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. So that was... Uh, he collaborated with his mother to develop the musical adapted from the Bintel Brief Letters to the Editor, publisher published by the Yiddish language newspaper, Jewish Daily something. It cuts off there.
1: What? But, huh. Wow. Uh so I mean yeah, quite a career. He was a songwriter for Sesame Street. Eh. Yeah. Oh, I mean, let me let me read a,
0: let me read a couple other things from his uh stage musical background. Sister Act, Leap of Faith, uh A Bronx Tale
1: the musical. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay.
0: Just to name a few.
1: Yeah, Alan Menken, the king of adaptations. All right, so, um, all right, so what, so what, what would you do with Newsies? What's your? <laughs> sorry, there's a little fly just <laughs> flying around. I can see you're going, just going nuts. It, it is, it is <laughs> just kind of hovering, just out of reach, and uh, yeah, I just want to, I just want to kill it, but. All right, I'm gonna ignore it. Okay, so I think that there
0: is room in this world for uh, another newsies, uh, maybe something that takes place a few years later with a different set of characters, um, because I feel like the popularity of the movie uh, is—I don't know—it's really to me a really a perfect opportunity to get some of. The like today's youth of music performers and and dancers and you know I I think that's something that that you know stood out to me is like you have these actors who you've seen in other things but they're not musicals you know you have um you have people like uh, David Mosco or Max Casella. And, you know, there are people you, you've seen in things that have nothing to do with music at all. And then you see them in, in this, and it's fun, and they're doing these amazing dances. And, you know, they might not be the best singers, but that's fine. That's kind of part of it. It's not expected for them to be, like, amazing singers. And, um, like, even Christian Bale, like, his singing voice was not great. He wasn't, no. like, perfect at singing, but it worked because... Why should he be good at singing? He's a newsie, <laughs> yeah. You know? But he's also I in mean, a the musical. dancing is a different thing.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. But
0: I I, I kind of liked that he wasn't pitch perfect. Uh, the, just to mm-hmm. say that that those two words again together thrown
1: in thrown in there too. Uh, yeah, I so yeah, that was something that I didn't. Uh, I guess that was something where I. I I don't know. It it was another thing that, that I noted that I was like, eh, not a fan. Like I'm not a fan. Like when he was singing Santa Fe and I'm like, first of all, I don't like the song. Secondly, Christian Bale, not, not really a singer. So, uh, so I guess to no, have, see, but I, I kind of like that. So what I'm saying is,
0: you know, bring in some fresh, uh, some fresh talents, And, you know, maybe mix in some uh, some girls in there, too. Uh, I think that that's a really cool era to uh, explore. And, you know, the the fashions are fun. And I think that there's uh, a lot of other really great stories if you really wanted to base something off of a true story that that you could mine there. But doesn't necessarily have to be. If you would have told me that they made up this newsboy strike, I would have been like, that's fine too. I'm cool with that. But you know, yeah. it just happens to be part of history. So yeah, I would just do another, you know, get Alan Menken on the, on the horn, get him to write a few more songs and uh, <laughs> let's just see something fresh. I, I want to, I, I love seeing, you know, the, the new acting talents kind of coming up and, Making like showing who they are, showing their personalities, uh of gone on record, big Jacob Tremblay fan. Uh well, I can't wait to see what becomes of that guy. And uh, you know, like I, I love watching those movies where where those kids have a chance to um to show off their talents. Yeah. How about you, Dan? Uh, what do you think?
1: Uh well for me I was thinking more along the Like, So first of all, I would say in the spirit of having a film that uh, kind of honors the tradition of this type of film. Okay. uh, I would love to find a story like, you know, it would be fun to find uh, another story that could be adapted into musical. And yeah, agreed. Like it could totally be fictional, but I think the added bonus of having a true story having it based in, in history is that it, it brings attention to something like that. And, you know, I, I think about, I I think about how it took the Watchmen for so many people to know about the Tulsa, uh, massacre. So, you you know, like uh, over like a hundred years ago that this happened and that so many people didn't know about it until, uh, the, the HBO max series Watchmen. So I, I would, so that's one thing. I also like in regards to the, the actual newsies strike. So like, I I was thinking it would make a good Ken Burns style documentary. Uh, I was also thinking like it, you could do a series. Like I could, I, I mean, I don't, I know it's like same kind of like the same time period, but the, uh, the people that do Peaky blinders, I was like, they really, they get that. They, they got that well so to see uh to see them do uh you know or or anyone really do a series uh about you know that series would not just be the strike obviously but like you know what was life like for these kids you know i i doubt family life for most of the the newsies that had families was as pleasant as david's uh-huh, like you know
0: something else to think about. It's thirty years later. what would be thirty years later for them great depression you get oh, you get uh ooh. you get old Jack back in there, Christian Bale doing a uh a, a great depression musical
1: <laughs> everyone's he, favorite like, he loses all this money and and has to go back to selling newspapers. <laughs> who knows stranger things have happened this is true oh speaking yeah you get some kids from stranger things get uh, some
0: just, get some strange i mean they're, they're not kids anymore
1: yeah that's true yeah i guess they've aged out of being able to play newsies huh yeah the stranger i things. think so no finn wolfhard no what is it gay gay like who has a beautiful singing voice
0: he, yes, he does. I th- yeah, I think they all have decent singing voices. They they did some singing on some television appearances.
1: Oh, I've only I've only heard him, so I I can't vouch for the rest. So all right, well that's fun. Um, well that's fun. Well that's that's yeah yeah I don't know. Newsies is just it's underwhelming to me and. I, I guess uh the bonus to having a like a new Newsies, like a remake made uh would be that, you know, maybe they could do some of it better because I don't think they're going to do like a shot by shot remake. Gus Van Sant's Newsies. No, and
0: I don't think there should
1: be a remake. Isn't that what no. you said? No, I didn't say a remake. I said a
0: continuation of oh, something I, else going on around that time.
1: I thought originally you said like a new Newsies and I thought that was one of the No,
0: no, 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 no. no. I was just saying to to get some of the new fresh talents of today to do another kind of story set in that same era.
1: Gotcha. Okay. That was the same idea. Understood. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, Dan,
0: tell me, what are we doing on this next episode?
1: All right. The next episode, we are... We're saddling up and riding back to nineteen sixty nine's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, directed by George Roy Hill, starring Paul Newman, Robert Redford, and uh, Catherine Ross. There you go, Ca- <laughs> Catherine- and Catherine and Catherine Ross. Um, yeah. Featuring arguably the first music video to happen in the middle of a film. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I've actually never seen it. Oh
0: wow, I'm, Dan, I'm
1: extra excited now.
0: Question for you. Well, okay. So we've definitely, you know, we've done three days of the condor with uh, with Robert Redford. Uh, you know, as far as Catherine Ross goes, we've done the the graduate. Have we done anything with Paul Newman? You're thinking. You're thinking.
1: I am. You can smell. You're looking the, into the distance. Burning. Yeah. Have we done anything with Paul Newman? Let's see. I we don't, don't think we sharp. have. No. No, I don't know. If this might be our our first uh, outing with. Which with, is amazing. Mr. Paul it, it's amazing that it's taken this long. He's a, he's a classic. I was think I, I almost said HUD, but I don't. I know. I just watched we haven't done HUD. that. I don't think we did a HUD episode. I actually no. haven't seen HUD. Oh, dude, it is good. There was I watched that, and then there was another uh, like Paul Cool Newman. Hand Luke, maybe Cool Hand Luke. I watched that not too long ago. Cool Hand Luke is so good. Oh, we'll have to get to that at some point. Great, but yeah, no, Paul Newman, like, yeah, no, we're 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 just getting started here with with Paul Newman, but yeah, uh, yeah, excited, excited for for Butch Butch and Sundance,
0: yeah. I'm am st- very excited. So yeah, as Dan said earlier, our email address is ruinedchildhoodspod at gmail.com. Please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And also, all of our other social media stuff at ruinedchildhoodspod at um, at at on Instagram, and that's where you find most of our stuff anyway. We're on T Public as well. We got some merchy merch. And I uh, I and if you've and if you've purchased any merch from us, if you've purchased the merch. Uh, Send us a picture. We'd love to see it. Uh, Perhaps on a perch. Perhaps on a perch. Uh, Lurching over. In a lurch? I don't know. I got nothing. Uh, Well, Dan, as you are riding on horseback to Santa Fe, I wish you a good journey. Good journey.